DKUT presents another thrilling installment of Soldiers in Space. To another realm entirely. And now, prepare yourselves for PUKC's presentation of Spatial Surgeons as scheduled. somehow made her way here. For now though, it's just another day in Babylonia. The shiny metropolis was raised which the entire universe. As its denizens go about their lives, scrolling through picturesque rooftop gardens and efficient sky trends, the vast majority of them are scarcely aware of the goings on in the scuzzy under levels, the shadowy world Tunnels and sewers where the city's low-rise make their home. Two such low-rise, one in green, one in purple. The sit and play cards in a small chamber, barely illuminated by a single hanging light. Though their names cannot be disclosed as per the stipulations of their organization, the one in green is known in alternate universe as Gladys May Spurgeon, and the one in purple as Elizabeth Betsy Brackett. Ah, oh, hell. I win. Again. Piss. Balls. I give up. This game sucks. Don't be sore. You'll win next round. Uh, think so? Oh, yeah. All right. Deal. Who's there? Come out, motherfucker, if you're at all attached to not being a disgusting puddle of goo. Good one, dude. Hey, don't. Look, it's just me. Oh, eggshell. What's the matter? Oh, boy. I'm sure shocked to see you here, dude. Word on the street is the warlocks got you. What? I guess the word on the street isn't always to be trusted. That's a good lesson, eggshell. Write it down your ledger, won't you? Okay, dude. Why would anyone think that? I've been down here all day waiting for this guy Hurwitz to come through. I'll attest to that. Just fucking clean me out! Maybe they put it out to demoralize us. That's not exactly standard warlock practice. Anyway, whatever. Did the guy say when to meet, Eggshell? I'm not waiting on him any longer. All there was was this note. It's addressed to you, dude. Hey, thanks. Uh, huh. What's it say? What's it say? Uh, it's not in English. What prick sends notes in a foreign languages? Give me that. Hmm. Hmm. It's Greek. Greek? Oh, boy. Maybe it's a clue. This isn't some ancient comic book, Eggshell. There's no reason for people to write cryptic messages instead of just saying what they mean. Hey, can I see? Wait, wait. I know what that is. 
It's what the Legion has up on the wall in the antechamber at their headquarters. The Legion? You mean... Yeah, dude. The Legion of Greek Philosophers. Not those fuckers. What are we gonna do? <sighs> Same thing we always do, I guess. Run headlong into danger, disintegrate anybody who gets in our way, emerge somehow unscathed at the end. Yay. I'll get the hats. He sure is enthusiastic. Might make a hell of a dude someday. Well, if I had a name like Orpheus, I know I'd love to get a job where I didn't have to tell anybody that. I mean, yeah. That evening, the boobs and the remarkably dedicated sidekick sneak into the imposing neo-neoclassical headquarters of the most feared organized crime organization in the galaxy, the Legion of Greek Philosophers. Surprisingly, the security is pretty lax, and they have little trouble entering the dim-lit Hall of Wisdom, where the keggers are typically held. In resplendent serif letters, above them the maxim of the Legion is inscribed. Gnothi si autumn, know thyself. This gets purple in a pencil philosophical mood. Fuck, when did we start doing this? Meeting random clients in gloomy marbled halls after dark? What happened to stately offices, huh? What happened to the big bucks? I think we blew them all on the tables at the Zalanzi Casino. You know, I bet those games are fixed. Or it might just be that your eyes visibly boggle whenever you get a good hand. Shit! That's not true! I'm sorry to say, dude. It's true. Why did you never... Wait, is that how you're always beating me? No comment. Uh, we're five minutes past the time that was written on the note. I think we got a no-show here. You hear that? It sounded like... Yeah, someone going... Over here! You don't have to do that, friend. It's just us here. What naivety. You really think the walls don't have ears? Here, of all places. Why'd you ask to meet in the foyer of the biggest bunch of toga-wearing psychopaths in the universe, then, if you're so anxious about being overheard? Well, you see... Excuse me, I don't think we actually give a shit about your thought process. Tell him, dude. You're Horwitz, then. The one who contacted the Society asking to deliver some documents. Yes, that's me. Hold on. Aren't you that Meropian revolutionary? Uh, Oyster something. Gustav Osterheld, a.k.a. Comrade Animal Lover, a.k.a. the Zoophilic Zapata. No! Keep back! It isn't that dark. We can see your face perfectly clearly, Mr. Osterheld. This is your first time doing the informant cloaked in the shadow thing, right? <sighs> Fine. I can see I am Osterheld, but it doesn't matter. The service remains the same. What I want to know is, can you do its deliver? Duh. You have the documents? Of course. They're all here. It looks like a kazoo. That's the point. In actual fact, it's a compressed information receptacle, cunningly disguised as a kazoo. Does it work? I mean, can you play it? What? Don't be stupid! What the hell's the point, then? Okay. Okay. So, where do you need us to take this? A fellow member of the Revolution is waiting for it in Terra Paradisiaca, by secluded brook 47, in the Premium Plus continent. It's essential that this reach her as soon as possible, or our brothers will continue to toil in bondage for eternity. Uh-huh. Hold this, will you, Eggshell? Sure thing. All right. 
Revolution rests on your shoulders, dudes. I leave it entirely in your hands. Hmm. Kind of mixed your metaphors there, pal. Just a second. You revolutionaries are shit at finances. How do I know there'll be a payment waiting? I swear on Guillaume Prolsky, immoral founder of revisionist post-Maoism. Fuck em. I got three words for you. Payment up front. Uh, please, I can't stay. Then you better pay up, shithead. Mercenary work ain't free, you know. Damn right. The movement isn't very, uh, liquid right now. Would you, uh, accept an IOU? Try again. How about an exhaustively curated collection of highest quality animal erotica? Ew! You're gonna have to try better than that, comrade. You don't understand. Great, Kudax. He got it. Oh, yeah. And guess what, kid? You're next. Oh, yeah. Oh, piss, shit, tits. You're surrounded, dudes. Thought you could have a little get-together in our clubhouse when we were out, huh? Well, guess that'll teach you to underestimate our overtime hours. Plato, your beard still looks like a dead possum. <laughs> oh, you're asking for it now, Purple. You really want to end up a sticky headache for the janitor, don't you? Well, don't let me stop you. What's the play, dude? Looks, well, it looks pretty fucking bad. Appearances can be deceiving. So, you don't have a plan and we're probably all gonna die at the hands of grown men wrapped in bedsheets and wearing Halloween beards. You cool with that? Yeah. Yeah, just making sure. Kid. Kid. Oh, wow. You're still alive. Blow. Blow! Blow yourself, buddy. Excuse me, I'm in the middle of an honest-to-goodness standoff right now. Don't have time to trade insults with half-dead middle-aged revolutionaries. Oh, you idiot! You just don't stop, do you? Just keep it to yourself, okay? Blow. Blow. Blow on. On. On it. Blow on it! What? This? You said Look. it didn't work. Look. Will you just... Ugh. Huh. Hmm. Any last words? Give us five minutes and we'll think of some. You got five seconds. Wait! I got some! Prepared them for a situation just like this. Well, not this exact situation. Could you please? We don't have all night. This is getting boring. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, death! Oh, death! Oh, death! Oh, death! Oh, death, 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 death! Oh, death! Oh, beautiful! I'm gonna shoot you now, okay? Wait, I I'm almost finished. Dude, this... Not now, eggshell. Mm. What are you doing? He said it didn't work. That <laughs> ah! <laughs> no good line, son of a... Alright, dude, let's curse him whilst get out of him, okay? Come on, eggshell. Okay. Just watch where you point that thing. Curse you, dudes. With the evil philosophers incapacitated by Kikazoo's unexpectedly potent psychic blast, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say, Kikazoo's make Gurkha escape. 
leaving the gag Rosper held behind, but keeping his keepsake close at hand. After a few blocks, skates roll from Skidado to Scram and start to Cape Stock. The Tomorrow Institute, headquarters of Orpheus Anderson's cosmos-spanning pacifist campaign, finds itself turned on its head. Since its chief executive's mysterious disappearance in the Forrester Lab's conflagration, control of the Institute's tremendous resources has passed to his appointed successor, Comtesse Henrietta de Camp. As the celebrated omnidisciplinary scientist Ladislav Kornbluth arrives at the courtyard at her request, he finds to his surprise no one is there to greet him. Hello. Hello. You speak to the model institute? There was a, a giant sign outside to talk about, but I'm not quite certain. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. You're Dr. Kornbluth? I am. Inventor of the Adapto-Mask, Infinitowel, and so many other revolutionary technological advancements? <laughs> you give me a little too much credit. I make knickknacks. In fact, I always have. Her crosser in Kendrick boxed my ears and said, Ladislav, you must stop making knickknacks. But did I listen? No. Maybe it's good you didn't. We really need your help, Doctor. Yeah, actually, I was rather curious as to why I was needed. You have some of the finest specialists in the universe here. None of them compared to you, Doctor. Is it true one of your master's degrees is in artificial stimulation of organic tissues? Yeah, yeah, but what does it matter? I don't think I'm the best one to explain. <laughs> The fuck is that? It seems very sad. Oh, that's just Phil from the psychobotany department. They lost all their funding. But why? He couldn't satisfactorily explain to executive just what it is they do. Here we are. You go on ahead, doctor. I think I'll just sit in the dark with my gloves. Uh, Alright. Strange. Vladislav, my friend, you may have no idea what you're getting into, as per usual. The elevator quickly takes him to the 50th floor, where a succession of apathetic secretaries wave him through with hardly a second glance. In Orpheus Anderson's palatial office, he encounters a strange scene, the arch-sycophant Lamont, taking spacesuits of a dazzling range of colors from a massive pile on the floor, and holding each up in turn for the board Contessa's benefit. This? Nuh-uh. This? Mm-mm. This! Oh yeah, sure, that one. Excuse me? Th this was the first garment we displayed to you. It looks nicer in the evening light. Oh, hey, who's the Einstein guy? Who? Ah, thank Grudax on high. Dr. Kornbluth, I presume? Correct. I was told my expertise in organic tissue was needed. It is indeed severely necessitated. Now, how should we put this? Hey, guy, it's like this. I got six toes, okay? Check it out. Lamont, take the shoe off. Is that strictly... Gonna take all day? Uh-huh.
For your information, I intend to tenderize my resignation just as soon as I find some other employment. <laughs> Good luck finding some fat cat somewhere in the cosmos you haven't totally alienated. They are out there somewhere. Seriously, though. It's- Ow! Why does it have to be so tight? Don't want it wiggle after we give it life, do we? That would be <laughs> unfortunate. Wait, that's happened to you before? Yeah, well, once, once, in truth. But the situation was quickly resolved. Fortunately, potato hunting was already an established pastime in the region where taco occurred. Hey, um, could we maybe... Ah, it feels like I'm turning into Jello! All of you just... Yes, my little friend. Little all you like. You've no hope of escape. Excuse us. Lamont! You coward! Don't leave me! I wish Orpheus was here. What's the big deal? Kids in space can't even take a little... <laughs> See? It's calm rules. Have a look at your foot now, will ya? Doc! H hey! Wow, you like, you actually did it! Uh, let it not be said that Ladislav Kolblas does not follow through on his promises. The Kishini Maker worked exactly as in anger. Take that, Jabonovsky. But, uh, what about it? Oh, that. Eh, don't worry. With the race which caused it will settle down sooner, we're just popping the garbage disposal. Mm, doesn't sound right. Like, I was walking around with this fucked up thing for 14 years, and I'm just gonna let it wriggle itself to death in that thingy there, then throw it away? Poor number six. I'm sorry, Comcast, but there's no room for sentiment in silence. Besides. Believe me, there are very good reasons for not- Couldn't we just, I don't know, put it out of its misery or something? You don't understand. It's not alive, just- No, don't touch that! Wow, I didn't think it'd hop like that. Don't just sit there! We must get after it! Oh, not again! Not again! Get back here, you! Is it concluded? Yeah, check it out. Five toes, just like Grudax intended. How exceedingly propitious. Dr. Cornblues? Oh, uh, he's just chasing number six. Hugh would not believe how it hops. It's like crazy. Oh. Cornbluff blows past the succession of secretaries, whose attention apparently cannot be gained by any sight, even a silver-haired scientist frenziedly chasing after a hopping pinky toe, only to find, to his horror, that he's lost sight of it. The inventions of the unholy order of space warlocks, Betsy Brackett, the interloper from another dimension, continues to rock in jail. 
Fortunately, she has fellow prisoner, Wombat, to keep her company. So I said, why won't you marry me? I mean, what don't I have going for me? Career prospects, good looks, razor-sharp wit, etc., etc. And then she said, can you believe this? She said this, that she didn't think we had a future. Really? Can't imagine why. I know! It's crazy. Then she called the warlocks on me, and... You hid in a dumpster for 48 hours until you went out for an astro tart and got caught. Yeah! How do you know? I guess you're right. In every universe, there's a wombat, and in every universe, he's a fucking moron. Getting along, huh? You know, I had a feeling you two had hit it off. Hey, Frank. Oh, hi there. Funny, we were just talking about morons. Youch! That one really stung, dude. You got any other zingers you've been cooking up? Now's the time to let them loose. I got one. Okay. Wanda, let's hear from you. Wait. First, someone has to say something that could be somehow interpreted as suggestive. Uh, hey, that's the same one you always do. It was mean of you to get my expectations up there. That's what... Ah! Hey, hey! Let him go. I mean, <laughs> thanks, but still, I can't have prisoners strangling other prisoners on my shift. You know, you can't have that. Granted. Though, for the thousandth fucking time, I am not a prisoner! Uh, okay. Explain it to me again, why don't you? Uh, maybe this time it'll make sense. Not! Look, I understand it's not an easy story to believe, but I come from another reality. Just like this one, okay? Except, different. One of the differences is that you're a good-for-nothing dude, and I'm a law enforcement officer with the unholy order of space witches. Order of Space Witches? <laughs> That's a good one. Look at what I'm wearing. It's obviously just like your cloak, except cooler and better color-coordinated, and made for a witch. Nice try, dude. That's what the waitresses in our cafeteria wear, except the skirt's a bit shorter, of course. Oh, I fucking love this place. Too bad, dude, cause you'll be stuck in here till sentencing. And after that, unless we move you to the snail pit. Oh, you don't wanna go there. Uh, Alright, anyway, here's your slop. Enjoy. It's made with love. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, oh, wait, uh, uh... Frank! Remember it, okay? Whatever. Look, here, in my sleeve, there's a tag property of the unholy order of space witches. Would I have that made, do you think? Why would I fake that? Dude, I can't right now, okay? Look, some big shot politician's coming to visit, and we've got to go see him. You really want to be the warlock that left a comrade from another dimension rotting in a filthy cell? What will your patriarch think when my matriarch tells him? <laughs> Wombat, is she telling the truth? <laughs> There's a tag, all right. And it says... Oh, wait. I can't read. Oh, man. I am so... Oh. Okay, stick your arm through the bars. Let me have a look. Please. I only hope this order has literacy requirements. Very funny. Uh, hey, this just says do not dry clean... Oh. <laughs> 
Go against metal, instant knockout. That's an old space witch trick. Take note, Wombat. What for? I already got my freedom. <laughs> it's crime spree time, baby. Think I'll try arson this time. Yeah, that's way better than jaywalking. About that. Sorry, cellmate. Hey, what gives? I'm your accomplice. No, you're not. And I'm nowhere near morally ambiguous enough to loose you on an unsuspecting universe. So you just hang in there. Enjoy the slop. That's what? Wait. It doesn't work. Shit. Bexy creeps through the familiar yet strangely uncanny catacombs, stopping by the cafeteria to pick up a tray so as to move about unnoticed. Eventually, she makes her way to the grand entrance hall, where the tantalizing exit is blocked by a major crowd, apparently watching the arrival of the widely famed governor of Meropis, Ronnie Balthazar, accompanied by his aggressively bland wife, Judith. The bearded patriarch, decked out in his sparkliest robes, steps forward to greet them. Governor, if you had a pleasant trip. It was, actually. Wasn't it, honey? Oh, lovely. Lovely, lovely. Have you met the bloody lad, then? Here's Hector, the one who sorted out the Rickview clusterfuck. Fine chap, do you know what you mean? Yes, pleasure. Online. I must say, Patriarch, I'm favorably impressed by your setup here. Nicest cobwebs I've ever seen. Well, thank you. We try our best. Those contributions of yours haven't gone to naught, Mr. Balthazar. We completely renovated our dungeons, and we got all our agents brand new robes. I can tell. Sparkly, aren't they? It certainly is, Governor. Money well spent. Is there a, a correlation between uh, sparkliness and crime-fighting effectiveness? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, Mrs. Balthazar. Makes sense to me. But the important part is the dungeon program. See, we got advanced locks, improved odor piping, and... Excuse me? Oh, hey, look, honey. Drinks. Ah, terrific. That anisette on the shuttle didn't have any sugar at all. Sorry, Mr. Balthazar. You don't want these. It's just the stuff we use to throw in people's faces and shit. The good stuff sobers that way. Oh, really? Gov, hang on. That's no regulation M-line. Lads, we got an intruder in our midst. Oh, I know her. The dude in the purple suit. Don't take one more step. Purple? Really? I thought my evil alternate self would know better. Anyway, you better keep those ray guns in their holsters if you know what's good for you. What's going on? Did I say something? I think we're being held hostage, honey. Don't move, please, either of you. The situation is very delicate. No, it isn't. You just give me a shuttle so I can get the hell out of here, and you get your meal tickets back. Safe and sound. Simple, right? You're a dastardly criminal, woman. How'd I look if I let you go from right under me own nose? Not as bad as you'll look if I liquefy them both right here. Please, please, there's no need for graphic imagery. We'll go along with whatever you ask, all right? All due respect, Mr. Balthazar, but your thing is doing politics. Dealing with violent wackos is mine. What do you think politics are? I think you should listen to him, honey. Don't tell me what to... <sighs> All right. 
I don't know why you're prolonging this. Like I said, there's an easy solution. I don't even know if you have a weapon. For all I know, that's just a tray you're pressing against his back. Want to take that chance? I don't know. Judith! Look here, whoever you are, I've got a half a million transferable campaign bonds back in the shuttle. Just take it, fly off, buy yourself a decent haircut. If I were a lowlife, I'd take that deal. How about you shut up? Alright, this shit show's gone on long enough. I'm drawing my weapon, and there ain't a thing you can do. Boy, Hector, hear that? Wait a second. Just remember, you bastard. This is how it feels. <laughs> what? How'd you know about the G-Dad trapdoor? Don't ask me, mate. Baphomet knows we're not gonna catch him now. All I say we tuck in the ceremonial banquet and start looking for a new patron. Fuck that. Sorry, I mean, I can't let her get away that easy. I've got my self-respect, you know. Oh, I'm surprised you still have that. All right, Hector, mate. Best of luck to you. If you need me, I'll be sleeping off the chowder. Right. Uh, where the hell's Frank? Little does he know that his partner is at that very moment lying unconscious on the floor of the world's new improved dungeon. As for Betsy and her hostages, they've been somehow deposited right in the HQ's surprisingly spacious parking garage, not far from Balthazar's lead shuttle, draped with promotional materials for his candidacy for President of the Universe for the benefit of any pedestrians passing by. In outer space? Whew, just like back home. Okay, get up. What? The shuttle's right there, citizen. Take it, we'll get a ride. Believe me, I don't want to be doing this. But I need something to stop them blowing me up as soon as they leave the atmosphere. Guess what? You're that something. So please, get the fuck up. Oh, honey, I I'm sorry, but... I'm sure we'll meet again once she's achieved her mad objectives. Unless they disintegrate both of you. Then I, I guess I'll be really sad. Uh-huh. Weird Judith, you're coming too. Want to complete the set, you know? Oh, you've got to be kidding me! And look at the grease that tunnel left on my new Pierre Audin! It's your fault! Take it up with her, okay? I didn't kidnap you and throw you down a trapdoor. Oh, right! You've just dragged me to a billion planets to smile and make inane comments! Maybe I should thank her! Don't start! Oh, Hecate, I never get a break, do I? Somehow, she gets the squabbling couple on the show and clears the planet before Hector and his partner can catch up to them. Meanwhile, on the main midnight streets of Babylonia, Bex's counterpart, along with her color-coded confederates, are hiding in the shadows of a seedy alleyway, making sure the coast is clear before Purple goes to knock on the thick metal door set into the wall. Yes? Who's there? It's us, Dr. Yabonovsky. The dudes. Which dudes? You know I'm colorblind. Doc, you know me. It's purple. And green. Hiya! <laughs> oh, and eggshell. Hey there. Ooh, how is the little one? He is so adorable, it makes me spin in circles. He's fine. Just got us out of a sticky situation with the Legion. Heavens, come in, please, come in. It is miserable out there. <laughs> Telling me. Do please, tell me the whole story then. 
What? Oh, little eggshell. Do you want some cookies? Delightful jam-filled cookies. No, thank you, doctor. A dude doesn't partake in cookies on the job. Oh, that is such a shame. The jam is apricot, you know. Well, maybe just one. Uh, can I have one too? Of course. Cookies for everyone. Dude? No, thank you. Anyway, there's not much of a story. We got a job. We're supposed to meet with a client at the Legion building after dark. Red, red flag number one. Huh. Well, when we got there, it turned out to be this pervy pinko from Meropis. Mm. Red flag number two. Look, just he gave us this. Show him eggshell. We were supposed to bring it to a fellow traveler on the TP. Then Plato and the other Legion fuckers showed up and zapped him. Red flag number three. Could you- Heavens, I have never seen anything like this. You mean it's not a compressed information receptacle? Not at all. This, this is not mortal technology by any stretch of the imagination. It belongs to the God Sphere. What the hell, Doc? I thought you were a scientist. In a universe like ours, science requires a resigned pragmatism to the absurd. So, at least among a certain few, it is an accepted fact that a reality above our own exists, filled with extraordinary beings that inexplicably take the form of humans and spend all their time doing silly things for no discernible reason. Whoa. How'd you know? A rather supercilious cloud of gas explained it to me. No, really. Uh-huh. I think we've bothered you long enough, Doc. You think I'm off my rocker, do you? Well, how else do you explain this? In material terms, the thing in my hand is merely a cheap plastic kazoo. No wiring, no circuits, not a thing. Yet, it emanates unspeakable levels of exotic energy, tachyons, moral force, etc., etc. Golly, dude, that explains it. I knew when I blew it, it wasn't just an ordinary weapon. It was like I could actually choose who it affected. All divine technology is thought-controlled. Do you grasp the implications, dude? With something like this, one to the fact any living being of one's choosing anywhere in the cosmos, even if one so desired, caused their life to cease. Wait, I'm lost. One of what? You're saying that's the fucking holy grail of weaponry right there? Pretty much. Though you should carefully consider the implications before you... Oh, shut up. Give me that. <laughs> We're set, dude. Anybody we want gone, they're fucking gone. Damn, partner. That's really something. Who are we gonna off with it first? Oh, I'm halfway through compiling a mental hit list already. Hey, dude. Do I get to instill a reign of psychic terror on the universe, too? Of course, Eggshell. Just wait your turn. I really think you ought to consider this and take it... Thanks for your opinion, Doc. Now, first off, the dude in the lilac suit for deliberately mixing our mug shots up with the annual review. You dropped it! Where'd it go? I can't find it! I can't find it! Why did you have to get a kazoo-colored carpet? It was on sale! We got one second to open the door, buddy. We'll make our own opening. A moment, please. Must hide. Never mind the weapon. There, in the discarded inventions closet. I've almost... What? Come on! 
It's tactical to retreat, dude. Ah! Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How can I be of use to the most enlightened legion of Greek philosophers? No need for ask, Kissinsella. We know you work at the Dudes Association. There's some of their number we've been on the lookout for. Know what I mean? I think so. Who is your very tall friend? Oh. That's Zeno. So how's Zeno? He doesn't talk much. He strangles just fine, though. Also, punches, kicks, shoves, crushes, tickles. Really, I think he more than makes up for it. Good for him. Is there a point to this conversation other than to intimidate me? If not, I regret to say it has been very unsuccessful. This guy. Hey, can't we pay a social visit once in a while? A friendly neighborhood philosopher is entitled to it, don't you think? At 3.17 in the morning? Why not? Ah, comfy armchair, this. Love the carpet, too. Wait, don't tell me. You do interior decorating on the side, right? No. You oughta. Hey, cookies? Jam, too? Why, Doc, it's almost as if you were expecting us. Is that apricot? If I let you have them, will you leave? Can't hurt. You know, you should really work on your hospitality, Doc. Just saying. Mmm. Mmm. Yummy. <laughs> See? Zena thinks so, too. Take them all, if you like. I have a lot of work to do. Sure. Sure, Doc. Come on, Zeno. I guess they're not here. Hey, what's this? Well, bless me! It's a kazoo! Those hidden depths just keep on coming. That is my property. Thank you very much. Wait a second. I'm something of a musician myself. You won't begrudge me a little try, huh? You can't... Uh... Hold on tight, buddy. I'm gonna give this thing a shot. Rocket umbrella, bitch! Why'd you ever dump that one, Doc? It wasn't cost-effective. Ugh. The kazoo! No, you don't! Ugh! Almost! Got it! No! Zeno! <laughs> Stop! I won't let you, you bitch! Hey, dude, I got his beard! Wait a sec. Nice going! Eggshell! This should slow him down! <laughs> Oh, guess not. Uh, green, uh, guess the thing that looks like a yellow tarp. What? But it's just a yellow tarp! No, when I say it looks like a yellow tarp, that implies it is not a yellow tarp. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Now, just... Doc! Nice job, Zeno. Help me out, will ya? Don't think so. Eat this, you stupid brute! How did you... There, that button. Dude, what the fuck is that? Hell if I know! The doc said to get it! You gotta honor a guy's last words! Of course, I didn't think it inflate to fill the whole room. It's a flying saucer, dude. An inflatable flying saucer. Boy, the doc sure was a clever guy. Didn't do much good, did it? Alright, let's get going. <sighs> this thing really takes a lot out of you. Stands to reason. He was a big guy. The Legion's got plenty more like him. I don't much feel like taking them all on at once, even with the kazoo of death. Good thinking. Shit fuckers! Where are we going, dude? 
<sighs> Secluded brook number 47. I feel like getting to the bottom of this. Yeah. Operating the infrequent controls with care. Purple sinks the saucer crashing through the great Javanovsky's roof and smoothly sailing up into the heavens. Far from the nocturnal hubbub of Babylonia. As it picks up speed. Portla, Lamont, and the Comtesse step gingerly out of the elevator at the ground floor of the Institute and look around. Relieved by the lack of obvious signs of carnage, they relax, apart from the irredeemably cowardly Lamont. Do you think it is skulking around here somewhere? I do not know. For God's sake, man. It's only a toe. A toe. It can't hurt you. You do not know that. Like, could it even ride an elevator? Yeah, with good enough aim. But that assumes a greater level of intelligence than this clump of matter possesses. It can hardly even be called a living being. Uh, hey, isn't that door supposed to be closed? Crudak's above! The clom room! You keep clom here? Animated tissue has been known to seek out sources of energy. Ah! Ah! What was that? It came from your clown room. I only hope. Oh dear. A grocery scene indeed. Reminds me of the Lucifer campaign during the war. It's not a pleasant memory. No shit! I believe this was the woman who met me in the courtyard. Oh, uh, what remains of her? Oh yeah, Matilda! She was okay, I guess. I mean, didn't deserve to be torn into pieces by a toe monster. Um, very few do. So with luck, we can ensure such fake doesn't befall anyone ever again. I don't get it, though. Like, how could it do that? I mean, like, it's a toe! A toe! It's as I feared. <laughs> it consumed the clump, don't ask me how, and increased exponentially in strength. Size, too, probably. The unfortunate Matilda presumably stumbled upon it while it was eating. I don't have to spell out the rest. Okay, so you're saying there's a giant psycho toe that kills people just for interrupting its mealtimes running around this place? <laughs> you there! Go run away! You must tell us. Do you have any more clom in the building? I... It is not clom, sir. Broomhall was construing a substitute. A substitute? Great Grudax man! What's he made of? I'm not aware, but it was certainly sticky. Goodness! <laughs> Who knows what it will become now? Okay, so what can we do? Have you any weaponry here? Um. Uh, there's those paramilitary guys. Uh, the peacekeepers, right? You sent them all to be fitted for more pleasing uniforms. Oh, yeah. Well, those tunics were disgusting. <sighs> Nothing else? 
Sir, this is an organization consecrated to peace. Why would we maintain an arsenal? For situations like this, of course. Duh! Very well. I believe I can improvise something from your disused equipment. Kindly rig me there. We? Believe me, if there was anyone else who knew this place well, I'd pick them. Wonderful. Uh, what about me? Like, don't you leave me behind too. I'm already way traumatized by my brush with public transport. This is the safest place you can be, Comtesse. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I see. Got the sound. 
we will perish at the hands of teenagers too! What an end! You fool! It's a fool! It costs no heads! And no one will be perishing tonight! Have you MacGyvered it? Corn broth, my man! No offense to our historically important figures, but I've done way more bad-ass shit than he ever did. That looks like a hair dryer to- Ah! There you are! Ugly aren't you? Well, it is your despicable abomination! It appears stunned. How did you effect this? <laughs> Simple. I found a sample of that subspecial chromios and created a rudimentary power amplifier to transmit its power to the monster increase uh, approximately 5,000 times. But, but, should that not have only made the creature more potent still? You overestimate its adaptability. It though is a molecularly simple construct. It cannot sustain such an absurd amount of energy. Watch closely. Very soon it will implode. Uh, uh, sir, we are not a medical authority, but is that what imploding looks like? Oh no, oh no, 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 is frozen in place in terror as he watches the toe rapidly increase in size, smashing the shelves and eventually the roof as it swells grotesquely with no sign of slowing down. Cornblood is forced to grab him by the shoulders and pull him to safety from the monstrosity now on the verge of breaking down the entire Somewhere in deep space, the alternate universe Bexy is flying the campaign shuttle as straight as she can, trying her best to ignore the Balthazar's endless bickering. I know where everything that's wrong with our marriage comes from. I only married you just to spite Dad. Seemed worth it at the time. Huh? Your father's a pamphleteering bum. What did you say about my father? Could we keep it down, please? I wonder how your campaign birdies must feel. Actually, we keep them extra for putting up with it. Don't you go expecting one. I told you I don't want money. I'm one of the good guys. As if! Breaking out of prison, taking a prominent local politician and his wife hostage? That's some real bad guy shit. Though, then again, a real bad guy would have shot him already. So I guess you're pretty much useless, huh? Judith? You know, you really get on my nerves. How dare you speak to my wife that way? All due respect, Mr. Balthazar, but if you'd been through what I have, you wouldn't have much room left for courtesy. What's that supposed to mean? Well, let's see. I went out on a routine assignment, bumped into two crooks I've been chasing forever, got separated from my partner, stood by and let a terrorist attack happen, snuck into a cruise ship to catch the guy behind it, failed miserably, spent several days digging through the insides of a giant snake, got a bollocking for that, sprung an evil Zorblong from prison, broke into a teenage Ed Lord's tachyon lab, broke into my own place of work, and... That led me to this stupid reality. A Zorblong. Hey, we have one of those. Be careful with it. They're not to be trusted. I'm sorry, miss, but you're obviously insane. Can you even hear yourself? Just shut up, okay? I'm finding a way back soon. So until then, you just... Huh? <coughs>
attention. You are caught in a tractor beam. Do not attempt to assist. You are now totally in the power of the Legion of Greek Philosophers. What the hell? We're saved. Oh shit, and she didn't even throw you out of the airlock or anything. There's still time. Oh, give it up. You're not fooling anyone. The shuttle is helpless in the grip of the enormous, classically styled Legion space station, the Athenaeum. Before long, the captor and her captives, now all captives of another power entirely, are herded out of their ship by two bearded goons and brought before the smarmy Parmenides, whose beard is as oily as his smile. Well, well. Won't Plato be happy to see you, dude? Look, I'm not... My source in the order came through as per usual. He told me the dude in the purple suit had escaped confinement and taken a prominent local politician hostage. And lo and behold... Please! I think I'm a little more than a local politician at this point. I don't know why everyone keeps saying that. All the better. We'll get a nicer ransom. Send it out, Antisthenes. Sir... What about me? Do I not figure into your plan? That's yet to be determined. For now, you're just an extra. Oh, thanks a lot. Though I guess Greek philosopher shouldn't be surprised. Though that beard looks pretty phony to me. Gag this one, Antisthenes, then please take them all to- You guys sure love that sound effect, huh? It's Plato. Oh, he'll go nuts. Antisthenes, fetch my nice toga. You know, the one w without any bloodstains. Sir. Hi, boss. How've you been? Fucking awful. Thanks for asking. Damn. Dudes got away again. No, they didn't. Look. What the? How did you get here? Do I know you? Do you? No, you just tried to kill me. Can you believe this? I bet this rando knows who I am, huh? You're, you're Plato, boss of the Legion of Greek Philosophers. You've killed a, a lot of people. Damn right. Sorry, I guess. They don't have any of this philosopher shit where I'm from. What the hell kind of act is this? You making fun of me? Are you making fun of me? I don't need to do that. That get-up's plenty ridiculous already. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. So sorry, boss. She was supposed to be gagged. Might be an improvement. Asshole! Listen, I'll be straight with you, pal, so we can all get on with our lives. I'm not the dude you know. My name's Betsy. I'm from another reality, and I really don't give a shit about any of this. I just want to go home, so if you can help me do that, I'll get out of your hair for good. What a crock of shit. Other realities? What kind of philosopher do you think I am? Not for nothing, boss, but she's giving off some very strange vibes. Tachyon vibes. Tachyons? I hate those things. Wait. Wait. You the dimension shits? For real? Looks like it. So you really aren't crazy. This dimension you come from is just that unhinged. Yup. Then may I be the first to welcome you here in the name of this entire reality? Oh, stop! Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I might even say very, very, very interesting. 
Plato's tropes is being and ponders the exploitative possibilities of this new discovery. Some time later, unless Kehaparagisiaka, favorite resort for the cosmic upper middle class, the three dudes finally arrive at Secluded Brook at the appointed time. They find the figure successfully hidden in the shadow waiting for them. Hey, we are from Osterheld. We know what the kazoo does, okay? So no need to pretend. Okay. What? Fucking Frank the fucking warlock? I thought you guys were strikebusters. Uh, yeah, but I got some angles. You got angles? Hey, Hector doesn't have a monopoly on scheming, okay? He's like ransacking your bungalow right now, none the wiser. And with a distrustful guy like him, it's way too easy to lead him around on a string. Diabolical. Right? Anyway, me and this god guy, we got an agreement, see? He gets me a bunch of cool stuff, and I get him, you know, sacrifices. Osterheld helped a little, but he didn't know it. Wait a second. I don't like the sound of that, dude. It's okay. We got the kazoo, remember? Yeah, uh, about that. Uh, turns out, it was a bit more than just a divine novelty instrument, so he kind of needs it back. You were very kind to bring it to me. Except now we know what it is. There's no fucking way we're handing it over. Shit, no! Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Which is why I brought this. A cattle prod. Right. Except it also does this. Oh. Dude, what are you doing? I don't know. I can't. I can't stop myself. It must have psychotelekinetic properties. Uh, say, you're pretty good, kid. Now be a good girl and bring that over to me, won't you? What are you waiting for? Shoot him! I wouldn't do that. I can snap her neck just like that. Never actually tried that, actually. Hey, I might do that with... Kid? What the? Grandstanding Grudax? Oh, Hector! Um, okay, I know this looks bad. That's what you get. Kid, what did you do, you monster? Same thing I'm gonna do to you in a moment. Just let me catch my breath. Dude. You got it off him, too? I mean... What? You want this monkey on your back every step you go? I'm sick of this game. Listen, I know you're no good, but you don't gotta do this. You can have whatever you like. Just let Balthazar and his miss go and be on your way. Okay? Balthazar? I'm sorry, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I do. For those having difficulty keeping track... The unremarkable brute is now hosting. The dude in the purple suit, the dude in the green suit, the dude in the eggshell suit, Hector Lavoie, the lake, Frank Rafferty, Plato, Parmenides, Granny Balcazar, Judith Balcazar, and Betsy Brackett, sole representative of the alternate reality. My contact told me there'd be a portal here. Oh. Not you legion bums, too. As if today wasn't fucked up enough already. Watch your language, officer. There's no call for it. Seriously? Okay, okay. We're taking over this racket, all right? You really want to get another taste of this? I wouldn't hesitate to off every g-damn one of you right now. You 
killed him? Duh. What? What's this? Adapting mask, Play-Doh? That's low. Nuh-uh. She's you, dude. Witchy, goody-goody, alternate dimension, you. What? It's like Dr. Yabinowski said. Different realities from our own. Uh, is there another me, too? Is she from Canada or something? Look, I don't have time for this. You can sort all this out yourselves. I just need to get home. Yeah, and I'll be following. A whole new reality with no competition from myself. <laughs> Who can pass that up? Certainly not us. We can't let him. Think about it. He wants to come with fake beers running every corner of creation. Don't worry, Copper. I'll cream him if he even tries. Everyone, please. There's no need for violence. Holy shit! Who's alive? I am. I think so. <sighs> Somehow. Oh, thank Hecate. Plato's done. Nope. I'm still alive. Hey, how that coming? <laughs> You're all right, Hector. Not at all like the other you I know. How is he? Actually, don't tell me. But he's a handsome fellow, though. I guess. For an older guy. Hey, I'm 15. Poor guy. Oh, boo-hoo, what a tragedy. Meanwhile, I'm a widow, bitches! Fuck yeah! Hey, what's with this cattle prod? It lets you control people. Probably things, too, but only at a certain range. Nice! I can definitely find a use for that! Just don't go on some revenge kick, okay? It doesn't pay. Who wants revenge? Everybody I hate is already dead! Maybe I'll take over the Legion? <sighs> don't think the beard suits me, though. You do you. Hey, uh, Orpheus, do Don't use my real name. I'm a stone-cold professional killer. Mercenary and fixer. Member in training of the Dudes Association. You sure about that? Look where it got them. Uh, do you think you'd mind if I followed you for a bit? You know what? Okay, pal. What's that you got there? Looked like people thought it was pretty important. Just a kazoo. What the hell's a kazoo? And so, Bexy and her newfound psychic disappear into Kabrook, headed for Krugat knows where. As for Kabrook, Mrs. Balthazar, she's already found various creative users for her new toy. Contess watches the utter destruction of the Tomorrow Institute by the now kaiju-sized number six with a blank expression, unable to choose between her many, many conflicting emotions. An improbably cool-looking dude in a sharp blue suit comes up behind her, taking off his mirrored sunglasses to address her. Hey, Tomorrow Institute, right? Uh-huh. Wait, are you like the dude they sent? That was pretty quick. I don't keep my customers waiting. You need that giant monster killed, right? Yeah, you know, that used to be my pinky toe. Wild. Back in a sec. Wow, what a cool guy. Too bad he's old. Quick paralyzing beam? No problem. Just like that? You're way better than that Einstein guy. Oh, thanks. Now, put your hands up. Wait, what? 
I'm gonna pay you, dude, oh, okay? Uh, my checkbook's somewhere in that rubble. I don't care about that. But my boss is very interested in your institute's resources. Like, the boss dude? Is that his name? Be kind of sick if it is. No, no. Higher than that. Way higher. He's a god, actually. Oh, okay. You're, like, nuts. <laughs> Alright, if you like. But your institute still belongs to me. Dude, it's not my institute. Whose is it, then? Uh, his. Oh, Anderson. I got news, kiddo. You're not the boss around here anymore, okay? Go play with these little critters of yours. I wouldn't underestimate them. I leave you alone for fairly weak contests. <laughs> no matter. Please get out of my way, Jetpack Man. Are you going to make me? Yeah, he is. Could you be quiet, please? I don't need any low-rent space switch to tell me.
Sojourns in Space, Episode 4, Back to Front, the program. What the fuck? What's this? I love it half the show, and you just get to bring it home without me? Well, you'll be quiet, or running long enough as it is. Look, you give a shit. Only the podcast people will hear this anyway. Look, you were just a gag, okay? I'm the one who narrates this show. Oh, nobody cares for narrates, dude. It just we should shut up already so we can get to the jokes. Alright, that's it. Ow. Some of us still care. For your information, the program was written, directed, and edited by Fred Azarego. Produced by Jack Sola with Otago Barbosa as creative consultant. The following performers were featured. Fred Azarego as Gray slash Hector and the narrator. Carmen Mancuso as Brown slash Frank and Yabunovsky. Zoe Heffring as Gladys slash Green, the Comtesse, and Antistenes. Gabrielle Germain as Betsy slash Purple. Alice Wu as Judith and Parmenides. Dana Prather as Orpheus slash Eggshell. Bailey Bird as Plato. Daniel Benjamin Miller as Lamont. Comrade Osterheld and Rodney. Leah Ferguson as Matilda. Edward Scrimita as Wombat, Patriarch, and Blue. And... Ah! And Octavio Barbosa as Congress and the Basque Medical. Thank you, folks. That's all.